0: Here, at Saturn Orbital Radio News, it's not all about entertainment, as is obvious from the quality of our news
1: bulletins.
0: We do, however, like to offer advice when we can, and although this comes too late for a certain commander, we feel that at this point we need to mention that when dealing with stations such as Katzenstein Dock in 36 Offiucci, or indeed our very own Orbital, there is a subtle but nevertheless vital, point of difference between passenger delivery missions and passenger sightseeing missions. When delivering passengers to distant stations, you'll have time to listen to your music collection, do a bit of ironing, and maybe contemplate the scale and majesty of our galaxy, before dropping off your grateful charges at their destination, then collecting your deservedly large payout, and jumping out of the system to your next destination. On the other hand, with sightseeing missions, you get to do most of that whilst heading to the station to accept the errand. And then you spend ages driving the ungrateful little baskets around the galaxy, supplying their every need, dodging scans, finding beacons so that they can tick a box on their so-called itinerary, sourcing beer when they desperately need it, But not when you were at a station half an hour ago that that was selling it cheaply, honestly. It's like children and toilets. So, where was I? Yeah, okay. So you've done all of that. Taken them everywhere that they wanted to go. Turned prematurely grey. Made an appointment with your doctor to check your blood pressure. And then what happens? You need to take them back where they came from. What are you going to do now? You've heard all your music so often You could form your own tribute band. The crease in your flight suit could be used to cut through a field of bamboo, and you're sick and tired of the sight of the stars from your view screen. It's at this point that you have to fall back on your emergency plan. There's nothing for it but to go to media.forthemug.com and catch up on old repeats of the Hutton Orbital Radio News. A bit of old twaddle will help pass the time, even if you can't tell if this is a new show or a repeat of any of the old shows. You settle back in your pilot's chair. The theme music wafts through the cabin. A warm feeling of familiarity comes over you, and a contented smile is seen on your face as you hear the accustomed words.
2: "Our mic's! Or um, what's the word lie Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to another week's roundup here at Studio 5 Hutton Orbital. It's the very finest radio station that's broadcasting out of Alpha Centauri at this hour, on this day, in this week, from this location, through this microphone, through this studio, and only if you don't like Thargoid Hour from Studio 7. I'm Dick Chafing, and I'm back in the button-pushing driving seat this week.
3: Hopefully we put the chair back in the position you like it. We're sorry, the comfy cushion didn't survive Aww. Alvin's taken it I'm Harry Balzac and I'm Hutton's roving finger on the pulse of what's going on in the galaxy this week
4: Norma Stuckers here I've given the Milky Way a good probing this week and will be telling you useful things about what everyone's up to I'm seamless Amelia and
5: ready rearing to go with whatever language mangling tongue twisters the writing room wings my way
0: I'm Commander Wotherspoon.
1: I'm just concerned that you're going to make me read things that are going to get me into terrible trouble. And I'm Lou, staying well out of reach of Norma, because she still hasn't forgiven me for rocking in at three in the morning last Thursday after a bit of a late-night pangalactic gargle blaster session with a kebab on the way home.
2: (laughs) And now, as always, on with the headlines...
0: pilots turn tricks with celerity for parity celebrities
4: you can't hold a candle to this or indeed blow it out Tharg gets within tentacles reach of a mug
3: oh what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to believe.
1: Little Willie's big adventure begins.
2: Aunt Sally as Sahara Croft.
0: Oh, I ah. Atrus 5060's poking his nose into the Pleidies.
4: Lou's looking into the hot pit news.
1: I think Norma said that she had a week off.
2: Last weekend saw the time of year that all pilots with a positive credit balance dread. Game blast. Game blast is an organized weekend where the least dastardly pirates you'd ever wish to meet in a dark nebula find new methods to separate pilots from their void opals, low-temperature diamonds, paynite, gold, other luxury commodities, and any credits they have in the bank. They then, Robin Hood-like, transfer the proceeds to their pirate lord, who makes them available to aspiring pilots with a greater need to help them engineer their cockpits in inspirational and individual ways to make flying possible. The pirate lord we speak of, of course, known as Special Effect Dr. Mick, and let's not forget his bosun, Baz. A worthy, nervy, swarvy, scurvy dog, if ever there was one. Pilots all over the galaxy have been rising to the challenges set by this, the acceptable face of piracy. Even the Pilots' Federation held a jumble sale to sell off some stuff they found on the back of a cupboard and to raise the credits needed to satisfy demands. One enterprising pilot decided to just sing potato for hours and raised over 16,700 credits. Imagine what the Pilots' Federation could have raised if they had an idea for a vegetable-based theme song. I've never been robbed of all my credits by nicer people, said one pilot. I'm only sorry I haven't got any more to give, said a second who had the same accent. It's quite uncanny. I think we can all tell how well received this daylight and artificial light for the more pasty-faced among you. Robbery has been received by the number of five-star reviews on Ship Advisor.
0: Sunday, February the 23rd marked the first anniversary of the Fuel Rats' greatest single, biggest rescue yet, that of Commander Deluvian Ray's crews in an operation known as Beyond the Dark Edge. The Commander, you may recall, became stuck in November 3304, while attempting to break the record for the furthest distance travelled from Sol unaided, which was set at 157.06 light-years beyond Semitus Beacon, which is itself 65,647.34 light-years from Sol, by Commander Kenneth McGrew. Sadly, Commander Deluvian ran out of fuel a massive 141 years – light-years, even – from the main star, but just 16 light-years from equaling the record. After two months of deliberations and inward monologues, the commander conceded that there was no way to break the record without any fuel. And so, on January the 4th, 3305, he called the fuel rats. A huge amount of calculation and engineering of ships followed, and a veritable flotilla was engaged in the rescue. After weeks of flying and mid-space refueling from other fuel rats, the two refueling ships, two because it never hurts to have a spare, arrived where Commander Deluvian was stranded. And he was successfully refuelled. This was streamed live, and the galaxy held its collective breath as Commander Deluvian jumped out of the system and was greeted by a crowd of well-wishers at the star as he finished the refuelling process by scooping. We salute the fuel rats, and for this rescue, we'd like to especially mention Commanders Veristhea, Numerlore, Idianera, Falcon JSDF, Highway Warrior, and Crunchy Baton. Talking of blasts from the past, Commander Wagar has set sail on his lore tour aboard the good ship Snore 4, recapping the story so far. After a minor incident with the adjudicators of the Galnet News Forum as to whether he was allowed to have an opinion on absolutely anything the senator has confirmed that his flight will be his swan song at least until the pilot's federation confirms that he can spend the rest of his space career legless baseless and surrounded by just the right kind of atmosphere until that time he'll be enjoying his retirement
4: commanders oh i am the original bastard Retired Navy T1 and Tyrit Shadowstalker recently came over all Hackswing-like and decided to spend an evening increasing the amount of Thargoidlessness in the galaxy by popping a few clops. Nothing unusual about that and normally would not have merited a mention except that Commander Retired Navy T1 was also carrying his load of mugs as part of Operation Hot Mess. Thankfully we've not had to call on the services of the Apology Officer this week and everyone can breathe a sigh of relief. We would like to point out that Hutton Orbital does not condone this reckless endangerment of such a precious cargo and to encourage other pilots to just keep their head down, continue to concentrate on delivering mugs and stop looking to actually enjoy yourselves. was a minor corporation,
5: humble, cozy, wouldn't say boo to a mama's bog spaniel puppy, and they even stayed quiet, high up on the moral high ground, despite much temptation when falsely accused of copying someone else's work. Their name often led them to be confused with a certain web-spinning superhero, at least on this show anyhow and some foresaw them joining the ranks of those who collect galactic assistance once a week. But then they had an idea. An idea so monstrously simple, so mind-bogglingly useful, that many people said, why has no one thought of this before? And therein lies the secret of what separates an idea from an idea. They struggled for a long time with the concept, they fretted over the color. They made a stab at a name, and luckily it wasn't already in use. So they decided to keep it. Now, all they needed were two things. Money to finance the idea, and a catchphrase. A slogan that would trip off the tongue so easily that it would be on everyone's lips, and the whole galaxy would know what it was, and why they must, absolutely must, have one. And so, They reserved a slot in the last commercial break of the last GullNet news that anyone alive can still remember. And they launched this idea with the unforgettable lines. A table. Not just any table, but a table for your table. Tabletop gaming will never be the same again as your tabletop tabletops your standard tabletop and stops your standard tabletop game from being ruined by topple tipple washing over your top. Standing on cute little legs. The level up lifts the level up a little so you can place your board on board and keep the tabletop that's under for things you don't want on the top and the rest as i'm about to say is history their finance was supposed to raise 7660 credits but they reckoned without the power of a simple to remember pithy expression we can reveal that in the end they were more than 115 times oversubscribed raising a massive 885,955 credits and 15,789 commanders will reap the benefits of being the first to get their hands on one. Many, many more will follow in the future of that we have no doubt. In keeping with the original Hutton advert for it we've got these words for Spider-Man and Chums. The level up has leveled up. Yes, the little table for your bigger table hit new heights as backer levels failed to level out, but instead lifted the level up to the tip-top top top table heights of legendary levels. If you pledged your wedge, then your wedge was lodged, and the little level up will be winging its way to you once the team have picked themselves up from under the table. Which, of course, sports a little tabletop, long-legged level lifting level up. So, we're hoping that's all clear now. 07 Spider Mind Games.
3: It's not often that we're lost for words, but when we received an application this week from a new commander, along with his letter of introduction and an appropriately donated fee, we couldn't help but be awestruck. Yes. Little Willie, former heavyweight wrestling champion, part-time nightclub bouncer, long-term friend to Big Willie Flanagan and Pilots' Federation hard man, had decided that he wants to be a trucker. He staked his claim over at Willie's port, downloaded the Hutton Helper, waved goodbye to Big Willie, packed his really little Willie mini-me and his copy of the Wee Free Men, signed by Awfully Wee Willie Big Chin, and boarded the good ship Muppet heading for Hutton Space. There was a tear in the eye of Big Willie Flanagan as his long term sidekick and partner in crime left, but it was high time that the little Willie was let out in public and had adventures of his own. Major General Vegas sponsored his application to the truckers and has fully funded an Imperial cutter resplendent in vibrant blue. To bring the big little fella safely and in style to Hutton Space. It's that kind of helping hand that keeps model members of the Pilots Federation the upright people that we always suspected they were. Don't be deceived by Little Willie's mild mannered looks. Under his flight suit, he's a foaming mass of barely restrained enthusiasm. And with no strings to hold him down, He's going to be working hand in glove with Hutton's Puppet Masters to bring a little bit of little Willy magic to the galaxy. Welcome aboard, friend, and we're sure you'll be meeting the Flanagan again as planned sometime soon.
1: Aunt Sally, Hutton fan and pilot of the Hutton-sponsored Nocty Doctored, Pink on the Inside, Blue on the Outside, PWAF hit a bit of a snag in her whiff WAF shakedown over in the Canary system. A passing interstellar dust storm, a major but occasional navigational hazard, forced the PWAF to make an emergency landing on a nearby volcanic world. Having sent out for the Major General and his portable AFMU, including left-handed 3-8th Aunt Sally was forced to brave the environment and build a shelter for her and her co-pilot, nicknamed Wurzel. Equipped as ever with the latest in fashionable but oh so practical outfits for the everyday pilot about town, Sal sported the kind of rusty, dusty desert chic that would put Indiana Jones, Lara Croft, Lawrence of Arabia, and the entire cast of The Mummy to shame. The red interstellar dust storm hit the planet, coating everything in a thick layer and turning the pink wafer from blue to russet red in the blink of an eye. With the yellow sun turning orange and the ultraviolet end of the spectrum turning even more invisible than it normally is, she waited out the sandstorm with typical explorer's calm. And, of course, a handy pink gin. Reports are that the Nocti has breathed life into the PWAF and affected a rescue. Red Alert cancelled and we're green with envy at his skills. And, to Aunt Sally, colourful character that she is, Right on, you great, brave, interstellar voyager.
6: Good evening, trackers. Aegis 5060 reporting in with the latest intel on the Thargoid War. The brave anti-Xeno pilots of the galaxy have fought off the Thargoids... Ending the incursion of Lembast And while we celebrate this victory The Eagle Eye Network At the time of this recording Is still reporting gibberish 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 It's not saying anything Ages have taken A ages To finally emerge from the rock they were hiding under To wish the brave pilots, including our very own Hackswing Continued success in the defence of humanity But quickly retreated to a different rock to hide under When asked about the state of the Eagle Eye Network As well as how they are helping in the fight Our trucker brethren over at Operation Ida Continue their incredible work in repairing damaged stations Having nearly repaired all three stations in H.I.P. 10492 And Copernicus City in Konyaju Bless you In less than a week Stay on alert truckers for those pesky bugs And help repair the galaxy by curing mods and fixing stations. Good luck out there, truckers. Remember, it's for the mug.
1: Everything's quiet. Too quiet. Systems look healthy. No one has plague. There aren't any pirates. No one is on holiday. Okay, apart from Snuggles McKeague. The infrastructure's not broken. The four horse people of the background Simopolis are conspicuous by their absence. Nothing's on fire. No one is attacking. The ballot boxes are safely stowed. Everyone's well fed. Even Colonia's feeling fine. Just a tickle needed in tear to get us back into second place. How boring is that? I mean, I like an easy life slightly more than the next commander, but really? Can someone just Go and mess up a few systems So there's something to talk about Come on Norma You always excite me
4: Pushes away Lou It's not your birthday It's been another quiet week But one piece of good news From Operation Hot Mess One mug is doing its duty And removing pain in the arm That's pain institution In the arm system and it's been mugged by Rudy Romcrowt. Flossie will give you the rundown of the hot mess situation later on. The Buckyball Ball Racing Club and the Elite Racers have teamed up to offer two challenges at Court Base in Ross, 10:47. The Buckyballers are all doing—sorry—I'll again. The Bucky are doing the Court Base Drag Strip Challenge. An out and back drag race, and the elite races are doing the course base circuits at the base. Why not join these upstanding members of the racing community and get stuck in with the two challenges? There's not a lot in the diary other than the regular Hutton Dusty QC on Sunday, organised by Commander Shoreside Customs. Looks like everyone is avoiding meeting in large numbers. But what better way than in a sealed spaceship? I say. That's all from me this week.
2: When the universe is in trouble, oh, bug infestations in the bubble, you're. Home stations burn, rubble. What on earth can we do? When your faction leader's a dog and your daily task's a slug you're feeling like a youth cog. What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives. Let Flossie tell you what it is, then you can get involved. Listen to what Flossie says Interstellar initiative. Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should Listen to what Flossie says Listen to what Flossie says What on earth can we do? Do what Flossie tells you to what if she, she talks nonsense? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie We're tell you what run. it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie said Now we've what Flossie said he can put this matter to bed Just keep a voice in your head
4: Flossie told you what to do. Hello, Flossie here. We don't need any CGs from the Pilots Federation. We've got our own CCCG. It's the start of week 7 of the hot mess. The galaxy is ever safer from mods as we are just over 64% complete with more than 35,000 stations complete, and over 12,000 systems totally mods free. As I predicted last week, there's been a change in the leaderboard. At the top, having easily crossed the 2000 mugs delivered mark, is the tireless Doc Jack, followed by Montgomery Python. But Alter Ego has overtaken Vince Wyncombe to take 3rd place, and Time Raider is not a great deal behind. We've got 268 commanders who have signed up and we're running at an average of over 131 mugs per pilot. we have seen some odd behaviour. Last week we reported that all stations within 100 light years of Sol were mods free, but recent scans have shown that in the 90 to 100 light year band there remain quite a few systems unmugged. So let's hope that all gets resolved soon. As we just finished week six of Operation Hot Mess and we completely mugged 59.46% of all systems, we're well on the way- on course to bring this to a successful conclusion before ECM, as long as everyone keeps up the good work. That's all from me this week. Flossy told you what to do.
0: Powerful People Encyclopedia Galactica presents biographies of notable people in the galaxy. This week, Zamina Torval. She may look like a mummified spider sucking on a lemon, but Senator Zamina Torval has developed a strong reputation for fairness and humanity. Caring for her vast army of slaves who work in the many vast mine complexes run by her corporate arm, Nastopolis mine is a full-time job and a lot harder than most people think. And Senator Torval really does care. She may have millions of slaves working for her, but she likes to show the personal touch, often dropping in on them unannounced, with a cake she's had someone make for them, With her own hands. After all, she says, how can you expect your slaves to push in 18 hour days down the mine if they're not cared for properly? And remember that these are imperial slaves, indentured labourers, not real slaves the Federation pretends not to tolerate but quietly permits its corporations to use. These are not the sort of slaves you work to death and then sell as fertiliser. Oh no! When Zamina Torval's slaves drop dead of exhaustion, she makes sure they get a good burial, while remaining within a prudent 50-credit limit per corpse. Torval owns a fleet of majestic class interdictors, the sort with the spinning wheel at the back, and she's not afraid to use them. Towards the end of 3300, she sent two of these so-called enforcers to put down a rebellion in the Cerbego system. With the help of many independent commanders, she was able to turn the unfortunate circumstances of the rebellion to good, giving the slaves of Sorbago an opportunity they really couldn't refuse, to become a better class of slave with Mastopolis mining. Troval lives much of her life on one of her enforcers, the interdictor Xanadu. As a lover of all things natural, Torval has recreated within the Taurus of the Xanadu a tropical rainforest complete with genuine simulated rain and 50 different types of bird of paradise. When the Empire expanded into the Pleiades, it was Torval who installed the Wells-class carrier the Indra in HR 1185, travelling there in person to witness the carrier entering orbit. Space, she said at the time, is by nature hostile, The Indra will make this particular system less so. Couple all that hard slave-owning and riot suppression with being a politician, attending Senate, and saying nasty things about Princess Ashley Duval, and there's not many people who want to change places with Senator Torval. Being rich and powerful beyond imagining really isn't all it's made out to be. As a politician, Torval certainly knows how to keep the population of her systems on side, offering an all-time low taxation rate of zero for the sixth year running. Senator Torval really has a bit of a bee in her bonnet about Princess Ashling. apparently liking neither Ashling's anti-slavery stance, or her youth, nor, at one time, her apparent eligibility to succeed Hengist as Emperor, but especially the bit about slavery. She and Ashling once had a bet about whether Zemina could forcibly buy more unregulated slaves and place them into imperial indenture than Ashling could buy imperial slaves to release. It was a jolly free-for-all for everyone concerned and everyone had a load of fun. But when they tallied up the slaves at the end, it was Torval who proved victorious, gaining well over two million new slaves. While Princess Ashling only managed to free a little over 1 million imperial slaves. Under the terms of the bet, Ashling was forced to take on a contingent of personal imperial slaves for a year, something that might just have allowed Torval to crack a twisted smile. Perhaps she was able to make her makeup flake off even more when Ashling Duval’s marriage to Federal Ambassador Jordan Rochester was called off at the last minute something that Torval described as the mercy-killing of a catastrophically bad idea. Torval's other contribution to galactic safety is the invention of the mining lance, which can only really be described as a very dangerous mining laser. Great if your mining ship doesn't have enough room for weapons, but not exactly the weapon of choice for any but the most niche combat pilot. Trivia 129-year-old Zamina loves adding pepper to everything. Peppered Grapefruit is her breakfast of choice, to which she attributes the stylish, anus-like puckering of her withered lips. The water world Sintini A4, is an official marine graveyard for Mastopolis mining slaves who've died in the line of duty. Dead slaves are released from a low orbit and typically burn up on re-entry, their ashes fertilising the phytoplankton of the ocean of that rather damp celestial orb. Torval has been hoping for a long time to go big game hunting for dinosaurs, but the option is sadly not yet available. Instead, she hunts down and kills the Birds of Paradise in her artificial jungle on board the Xanadu, using a mining lance something that causes no end of work for her ever-vigilant zookeepers. Tune in next week for another of the galaxy's powerful people.
2: Space point two to the light ease crossed at a hill of a base. Just turn the wheel and keep that smile on your face. Maybe someday soon you'll be a top trucker.
7: It is loading. Well, howdy there, y'all. This here's Buck Neku, spokesman for Lacon Spaceways, back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, I going to the website hot.forthemug.com Almost as pain-free as trying to come up with one of these every week. So let's get on to our top truckers this week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them bullfrogs down by the creek, Commander Alexis Ryder jumped over 72,800 light years. I heard on the CB they was trying to outrun Galcop. Commander a 2 took over the trigger this week, turning the despicably dirty do-batter Don Antonacci and his band of pathetic pirates into space dust. He racked up almost 58.7 million credits worth of bounties while tearing the engines out of each and every one of the Don ships. Running missions like no other, Commander Bowl of Petunias racked in 1,163 mission points this week. Now that's some impressive numbers. Loading up the new trailer attachment to the rear of a Lakon Type 9 and filling to the brim, Commander Operation Ida hauled over 88,000 tons of cargo around the galaxy and consumed a bit too much coffee in the process taking control of the Hutton High Speed Rail this week. Commander 67 Mistake Not delivered 1,405 passengers around the galaxy. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Brett Riverboat in 1 hour, 22 minutes, and 31 seconds. But the fastest run to Hutton in this month of February is held by Commander Doc Jack in 1 hour, 22 minutes and 52 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, Get in touch with us to get your very own hunting decal for your ship. Hunting Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways. Only ships in the galaxy worth flying. That
4: <laughs> was unfortunate, <laughs> <laughs> For the mag, For the In the